Hello, and welcome back to the Archive Podcast. My name is Noah. And my name is Gavin. And we're the Blanchard Brothers. But for this episode, we're also the Disgusting Brothers. <laughs> uh, we, we haven't done like a, a show-specific episode in no. quite a while where we focused on one TV series. It's kind of a crazy year for television, mm-hmm. but there's a few shows ending, and uh, one big one that you finally caught up with. I'm so excited. Yeah. Normally, you know, we throw a lot of stuff around when we're talking. It's like, oh, yeah, I'll get to it. Oh, yeah, I'm really excited. Mm -hmm. But turn around a week later, spoilers in advance for up to this point of succession. All four seasons, seven episodes, eight episodes into, uh, yes, into season four. Spoilers for everything. I don't know why you're listening if you don't want to hear them. Okay, here we go. I get a text. This show. Logan Roy on a plane. Shit. On a I don't know what you said. Flushing, yeah, fishing his iPhone out of a clogged toilet. <laughs> he was a man who uh, didn't want to wear his compression socks because he wanted to look sexy for, uh, what's her name? Oh, I can't even think of the girl's name now. It's that's, so crazy. That's terrible how much she was just, I mean, you know, excised. Okay, before we get into all of that. Okay, so you, you binged. Three, all of succession well up to like episode up till that point where he like the episode so before, episode three well because you had said in the last but when we last recorded you're like dude episode three chef's just like fucking perfect like the show just like i'm like all right so i'm watching and i'm initially i'm hate watching i'm like this fucking show like what the well, fuck get it be, you know it's, it's, and then like i get to the i'm and i'm i'm in it i'm in it i'm in it and then i'm like oh shit i'm in the last season and I don't realize that it's the third episode coming up because they just, you know, Netflix, uh, not Netflix, HBO, soon to be Max. Um, Max just like keeps them going. And I just skip the intro. And next thing I know, I'm like, you skip okay. the intro? Well, you after, skip that score? After the first, like I watched the, the, every new season, I'll watch the, like the intro because it changes and whatnot. Um, I'll watch it one time and I'm like, okay, I'm good. Because this, the score is just like, are they trying to be dramatic? Like, is it making, like, what are we doing here? Like, okay, it's so yeah, crazy. Well, we got to get into all of that. Yeah. Then. Okay. So, but yeah, so the third one rolls around and I'm just like, okay. And the next thing you know, old Tom's just like, Hey Shiv, um, it's your dad. And I'm like, the fuck they're fucking with you. This isn't happening. This isn't real. This is some like dream world. He's, he's, this is a play. This is a play for him okay. to like, you know, not be around and okay he's gone pa- pause okay so granted it's all fresh in your head because you just like mm-hmm. blew right through it i admittedly i was late to the party mm. and i got it obviously got, not as late as me right <laughs> i i got a shout out though mr tim niles thank you brother uh he he was in from day one on season one i i was like what what is this what is yeah, this show exactly like what um, i was thinking i think thrones was running around the same time i, I forget what else was was in the hbo ether but i was just kind of like okay whatever and then you know i heard the varying reactions of like oh, what what is this like is this sustainable blah 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 and basically and then i hear the tides kind of turn and people by the end of the first season are like this shit's like really good and then tim ultimately was like dude it was right around the time season two was rolling he's like dude trust me you gotta catch up and i was like but isn't it just like you know a bunch of finance 
you know, shit. And like, this was like their answer to billions. Right. Right. And he's like, he's like, yeah, kind of, but it's like way better than billions. And I was like, okay. It's like Shakespeare. I was like, okay. And I gave it a shot and I went through those exact same, you know, (laughs) same emotions where like first three to four episodes, I was like, what the fuck? Like, people like this this is like the most lauded show of the year yeah um and sure enough by by the time like you know i would say around up so like yeah four or five i was just like oh i get it now Mm -hmm. and it just proceeds to just i for me personally like seasons two and three and now four are uh, operate on like a like the highest echelon of like Mm -hmm. dramatic television it's so so good so yeah, I was late to the party, but I basically binged through one and then watched two as it happened, and I've been, you know, hooked and singing its praises ever since. Hmm. So, you would watch one kind of out of context or bits and pieces. Now, when I'm of after the having finale, going, yeah, have I'm going back through it, I realized like the episode that I was like aware of was the finale of one, and I guess that was it because there was no either it was it or like two had already come out. Because maybe she, I think Bex might have been like moved to the next episode. Uh huh. And I saw and I was like, okay, that guy looks familiar. Oh shit, Brian Cox. Okay. And then like, have you seen The Gentleman yet? I still haven't watched it. So Kendall is in The Gentleman. He's right. the guy that's wanting to buy out McConaughey's drug operation. So I watched that movie and I'm like, this is Guy Ritchie's like ode to uh, The Long Good Friday. Let's see how this plays. And, you know, I was like, okay. And that was like, all right, I kind of like that dude as like a villain. Is he like a villain of this show? What's going on? And like slowly as you get into it, you realize these fucking people are vile and like awful. They're like the worst human beings. But like they aren't. Like they aren't. They haven't killed anybody. Except for Kendall. Well, Kendall, yeah. (laughs) Up until that point. But then it's like. I, I'm questioning what's even more and why when he finally what, tells his family. Wait a sec. I think that, okay, it was an unmanned satellite. Right. There's a whole satellite that Roman blows up right. in the first season. The launch, But I yeah. think that was unmanned. I don't think anybody actually. Nobody, yeah, nobody was I don't think anybody flight. died. A couple people, like, got glass and some fingers maybe missing, but that's I, it. Like, nothing I think, big. yes. I think, I, yes. Okay. Yeah. I do vaguely remember that. Right. Um, but they're just, they're, like, the most vile people on Earth. And yeah, they suck. They, they suck. They, they're terrible. And, like... Bex and I have this joke that like you should just nickname the show cringe, like just cringe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, because it is so fucking. It is. It is one of the. I mean, they they do cringe. I think the only thing that even comes close to it is the the UK office. Like if we're gonna, those are the two. And again, this comes from a strongly uh, UK sensibility from Jesse Armstrong. If we're gonna go to the Gene Cousineau. Cousinow School of Acting. <laughs> if you want to do cringe and learn cringe, just watch all this the show, and you'll know how to do that as an actor. You know, and it's really hard because like I want to believe that Kieran Culkin is a sweet dude, but like I he's the fucking worst of all of them. I've found like well, and you're coming off of the most recent episode, which I think. Uh, okay, so I want to talk broadly before we get yeah. into four because I think four is like in a lot of ways kind of doing the Barry thing that Barry started doing in season three where it's kind of like okay we know there's some people that watch this show quote unquote you know not to be judgy but we'll say broadly for the wrong reasons or maybe right. don't get it mm-hmm. 
So maybe we need to like slowly but surely like just remind people what the fuck they're watching right. kind of thing. And I feel like as much fun as we have with like, oh, dude, everybody's so sharp tongued and they always have like the best fucking thing to say to somebody. And like everything is so, you know, so nihilistic mm-hmm. and just like, you know fuck the world whatever and just when you step back from any of these encounters it's like none of this shit matters like none of this shit matters these people could like the the company could blow up tomorrow they're all million I, I want I'm gonna speak I want to speak to that millions. because it, it is done so subtly and so perfectly I don't think anybody well maybe people who are fans of it and get it can understand where I'm coming from but this is my one of my favorite things I think early on in season one, there's a scene, I think Kendall's trying to like talk to other people about like overthrowing his dad on the board seat or whatever. Right. And they go to a concert and the rap artist comes in and they are enamored by him and he could not give two shits about these people. Mm -hmm. And they have to be like, will you go fucking remind him who pays the check, who owns the record label? So he'll come back. And I'm like, that's it. That's (laughs) all you're ever going to be. No one fucking knows you. As his own father says, you're a fucking nobody. Like, that's Kendall in a nutshell. I've stated from, from day one. He's a fucking nobody. Yeah. Who plays like he's someone who thinks, and it's like, these people are suffering you because you're rich. And that's, that's it. it. And that is literally you, it. And every time you think he's going to realize that, he fucking doesn't. Yeah. You know? But, he, think, he thinks he has the, like, oh, I'm just going to have a bunch of sycophants around me, just like Logan does. This right. It's like, you haven't, like earned that it's like as gross as that whole dynamic is mm-hmm. this guy who's made like all of these staffers like jerry frank carl etc like suffer under him for years and shit and like dangle carrots in front of them etc it's like kendall thinks like oh i can do that i can be my dad it's yeah. like dude nobody respects you right like, same thing with, and like that's the thing with roman and that's what i appreciate about him like with whatever disconnect he had with his dad, like he still at least tried to go for a little bit on that route of like, let me at least try to like get in on this with him and like have this be his thing. But there's so much like, it's one of those where like, there's so like, it got to the point until they, they offed him. I was rooting for, for, um, Logan. I was like, it's just, it's all about Logan. This, this, it's, it's not about like, we're trying to, it's, it's about a guy trying to like make his nut, get his money and keep his fucking money grubbing kids from like ruining it all for him, you know? Yeah. And he, and he, he successfully has like baited them all against each other. But when they all combine to come against him, what happens? He fucking dies on a plane when they all get their act together and decide, Hey, we could all work better against dad. He fucking dies they on the plane. They, they, let's be honest. Even as they quote unquote get their act together, they all have their own independent motives and are like secretly, you know, conspiring mm-hmm. behind the other's backs. And, and stuff. that's, that's one. Of and the it's ways. just like, they'll oh. never be able to make it work together. No. And that's, that's been very evident in four. So, okay. Season one, like I said, I remember being one of those where I kind of like, by the time I got to the end of it, I was like, this is very much a, a Mad Men season one situation mm-hmm. where it's like you, you kind of get flashes of like where this could go or the quote unquote greatness of it or whatever, but it really, you need the full scope of the first season to really kind of judge it. Mm -hmm. And that like Shiv and Tom's wedding 
mm-hmm. <laughs> where I, I mean dude i i almost do you want to kind of go like character by character yeah we can and just how we've kind of you know yeah we're we're talking about kendall which is a great place to start obviously the number one boy um no it's Connor. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. I, I love it. Yeah. But I, yes, that is one of my favorite bits. I'm just like, which is, no, which is hilarious. I, I, because, I'm the eldest. Because like, I'm the firstborn. When I, when I was talking to Bex about it, she's like, oh, Cameron. And I'm like, no, Cameron is his name in Ferris Bueller. And she's like, well, I just want to call him Cameron. And I'm like, okay. Yes. So now like, if we're talking about it and she mentioned, drops the name, I don't correct her. I'm like, no, his name is Connor. I'm just like, yeah, Cameron. Because like, we both have that like mental image to the point that I'm like, wouldn't it be so great if like we, I, we knew that like Cameron's like make him just change his name from Connor to Cameron Roy. And like, it works. That could have been fucking his absentee father. Exactly. Was yeah. Logan Roy. He was absent. Cause he was off having children with this other woman. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it would fold fucking, it would totally work timeline wise in my head. Okay. But yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Let's talk. Let's, but yes. Um, Alan rock. Incredible. Like great having him on the show for four seasons. And, uh, yeah, a constant well of comedy, and it's played like pitch perfect, like throughout. And like weirdly, the most good-hearted of all of them, as like kind of bad I mean, as he can be, he's if you want to pick we're one talking to root for, re- of the children, relatively, yeah, relatively. Yeah. And, and at different points, I have rooted for each of the main three oh, yeah. in different ways. Of course, but it is always in the same way where it's you know there are other characters who we'll get to who it's like. Oh, this is this is my this is my dude. This is my person. And then inevitably, all of these people at some point will reveal their true colors. And you're just like, oh yeah, I forgot who I'm watching. Yeah. They all suck. Yeah, literally, they're not good people. I mean, they're it, look, not it tells good you, people. If you if you if you haven't watched this again, spoilers. That first I don't think anybody's episode, listening to this if they right. haven't watched it. And thank you to those who are listening. Yeah, all, yeah. So like some the guys, first episode. And girls. Everyone, ladies, was it Thanksgiving? What the first episode tells you everything you need to know. When fucking Roman tells that child, "Oh, if you hit a home run, I'll give you a oh, million dollars." I was gonna say, yeah. Let us never forget the and something I had to remind myself because Roman, the first person I think I'd have, I don't really remember ever getting like really emotionally hit in one or two, but. The first time I ever remember having like a legit, oh, I'm 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 misty eyed to succession was the end of season three, the final confrontation or whatever, the reveal that like, oh yeah, I talked to your talked to your mom and uh, mm-hmm. we reworked the contract and all of that, but when he he's like you know, what about love, dad? Essentially, and he's like, you know. You come at me with love. Yeah. Uh, After you sent me a dick pic. Uh, but that 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 Gary Culkin delivery is the one. It was the first time I ever broke watching Succession. I was like, holy shit! And then it's like I kind of had the sobering moment. I was like, dude, don't forget, this is the asshole who had the whole baseball set up in the pilot. Mm-hmm. I was like, ne- ne- how did you ever get right. get sympathetic or feel it, for this guy? Well, see, it, but it, I. But I did, and that's the fucked up part of the show. And, and right afterwards, you have the thing of Logan making the, the attempt to hold, stop him, and say, "Hey, it was a good effort." Like not trying, like not being like, like that's probably the most loving thing he said to a child ever. He didn't say that to any of his own children. Oh, definitely not. But definitely the, the Mexican not. family that helped set up the whole event, their son, he tells them, "Excellent, excellent form, you know, good try, you know." And then they give him the watch that Tom gave him. That's a lot of money. 
it's not a million dollars and it's like shitty regifting, but it also shows you exactly how he feels about Tom. And it's like, this guy cares more about his image and the people that like his kids are assholes to. He cares more about those people. Again, nefarious to a, to a fault because he doesn't want something like that story to come out. They could easily go sell that story to a tabloid rag and make a couple grand, yeah. you know, but again, he may already own that tabloid rag because Probably, we get it. Yeah. He's basically Rupert Murdoch. Exactly. Yeah. He's yeah. Murdoch. That's it. That's what it is. Murdoch, not Murdoch, <laughs> you know? Yes. So, yeah. So even in, even in those moments where you like, you fucking hate a character and another character does something that makes you think, okay, good on them for being that way it's still tinged of like but this fucking person is still fucking self-centered as shit and they don't care yeah. it, it is only about money and it's so again I was watching it first two seasons like fuck these kids like they're terrible you know this show is all about this so like at the end of it when we get to the end of one I'm like uh huh yeah daddy's in power like you, you can't fuck with the dude why he's been there dude that dude is from Dundee, Scotland. Okay, <laughs> by way in uh, and then Canada. Him and James Cromwell. Yes. Oh, dude, James just Cromwell. working it out. James fucking Cromwell, dude. Fucking kind of like probably is the best person on the show. Probably morally, gonna, probably gonna see him at the at the funeral. I would. I would hope so. Yeah. Next episode. Uh, hope to. That this has got to be the final like curtain call for anybody who they haven't brought back. Yeah, that they conceivably want to, which I mean, they've brought back pretty much everybody that's mm-hmm. been relevant in this final season. But yeah, uh, yeah, I would like to see Cromwell. That would be a nice touch. Uh, branching off of off of that, I already referenced him earlier, but cousin Greg, fucking yeah, for the for the first two seasons, I would say, was my guy. The guy I was secretly rooting for because I was like, he's the outsider, a little bit of an interloper. But he has some key moves where I was like, smart guy. Maybe he's a smart guy. Maybe he's smarter than we're giving credit for. But notably, like not not shredding the documents. All of them, at least. Dealing yeah. with cruises, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though that ends up not not amounting to anything. But in the moment, you're like, all right, he's kind of sharp. And of course, again, outside of Connor, it's like the the most like non cringy. I would say because like the the. The cringy laughs are mostly Kendall. Like, yeah. and you're just watching it. I mean, I don't know how much you know about... I'm going everywhere. I'm so sorry. I don't know how much you know about, like, Jeremy Strong and his whole... Like, he's the one method guy on the cast, apparently. Hmm. And, like, Brian Cox notably has, like, kind of made fun of that in public and in interviews where he's kind of like, I understand why you have to go through all this, <laughs> like, bullshit to right. play this guy. But that's that's his fucking process, and it's kind of hard to argue with the results. I would say. Is he related to Mark Strong? I don't think so. It'd be cool if it was like a younger, I, younger. No, brother. I think Jeremy Strong is American. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. I thought he was British. Pretty sure he's from New York. Oh, okay. I'm almost positive. I, look, it's I hard just to assume. tell at this point because, for all I know, the after show stuff, he might be doing it in character. I don't yeah. know with this guy, but no, he is 100% straight up method, mm-hmm. like. Yeah, and apparently that, of course, everybody has different acting styles, but that, sorry, we're, we're going all over the place, but just the way they shoot this show, dude. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like an office or a Parks and Rec the, because they'll, they'll the cut fly, in. The super, fly on the wall, like yeah. documentary, cinema verite vibe to it. But again, they're shooting on film, so like it looks incredible. 
But the thing that I would always kind of sell it on and the thing that was hard to articulate to anybody who hadn't seen it, but I would always kind of be like, they shoot boardroom, like, conference scenes, like, you, you know, and they're written in such a way where you're like, this is as compelling as, like, an action scene in a summer blockbuster. Right. Like, it's that vibe, and it, I don't know how else to describe it, but it's just, like, it's electric. It's, like, fly-on-the-wall shit, and it's, like, at a certain point, you're like, I don't actually think I would ever want to be anywhere near this sort of scenario. I'm sure there's a lot of people that watch it, and it is a certain amount of, like, wish fulfillment. Not for me, personally. But that fly-on-the-wall quality, I don't know, dude. And it's, like, I think there's a certain amount of, like, theater, and I know a lot of them come from theater, the, the ensemble, Mm-hmm. So, and I know the just the way they shoot it in general, it's like you don't necessarily know when you're on camera, so you're always in it, essentially. Right. Um, but I think it shows, and I th- it's just like it comes through in the quality of everything. And I think tying it all together is that score that I wanted to go back to that. You said that in the opening. You were like, am I supposed to take this as dramatic? So I'm, I read it like a fucking Shakespearean comedy or like, I guess, well, I guess tragedy. Well, no, I think these are comedies, comedies are tragedies. I get it. But like, it just, it feels so melodramatic. It feels so like, oh, what is the, po- oh, his, here we see now, hence the the fall of poor Logan Roy and his family of miscreants. It's like, who the fuck cares to like, this but, music it's ju- is- but it's, it's also got the hip hop. It's got the Kendall and some of it. Like, yeah. I don't know. I think the score is incredible. And whenever it comes in in the episodes, I'm always like, oh. Just be chills, dude. I love it. Sorry. Nicholas Bertel. Incredible composer. Yeah. Um, Should give him a call. See if he wants to talk. And the show's over. Sure. Yeah. Um, He's doing just fine, dude. Academy Award winner, if I'm not mistaken. All the more reason to talk to him. Hello? Yeah. Okay. Uh I got lost in the sauce, dude. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's it's so, show looks great. Yeah. The writing's really good. Yeah, these are like shocking revelations that people need to hear. Yeah, that nobody's said in the last five and a half years the show's been on. There was the yeah. COVID break, and the, yeah. I don't know. It started in twenty eighteen, right? Right. Yeah, so five years. It's just so, and like, go and going back to like what it is you're right that it doesn't it really doesn't matter and i think one of the reasons i like the that what what they've kind of ramped up to is like you get the idea that like yeah all this other stuff you've seen the family squabbling the infighting and all that you've seen the ramifications of like the way things have been done a la the cruise debacle and like how like people are looking at it like it's a fox news like it's like an old dinosaur right and like the struggle of like we could be something great if you would just let me do this, dad. And everyone can relate to at some point in time where they were promised something by someone that they, they loved in their own special way. And the promise was not fulfilled and I, it's universal. So on the one hand, you do feel like, okay, Kendall, yeah, you were wrong, dude. You, you probably have the right way to go about this, but then you see how he does. And you're like, you're so fucking dumb. What are you doing? Like, yeah, you 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 didn't get to be the, the head honcho. Fucking put your nose down, kill it with these deals. Show your dad, like, hey, I made you this. Your dad doesn't love you. Your dad loves money. Your dad loves his nut, as he refers to it. Okay, so make him a fuck ton, and you will be the favorite son. 
you know? Right. And it's like, he, 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 I feel like he could do that. Cause you know, there's in the opening, there's the, he's going to buy out this company and they're like, I don't know. And he has to push back and forth, but just some of the shit he does with just like, okay, so, um, you know, you know what? I think we just, I think we just flip it. I think we just do this total mindfuck, bro. Just get in there and we'll just take them out. Just boardroom style, straight up fascist, just fucking slit throats and drop bodies, bro. What do you think? And you're like, who the fuck are you? Like, who the fuck do you you're think like, you are? You're just a bunch of buzzwords, dude. Yeah. You're just a bunch of like half digested shit you read on the internet while you were high on cocaine. Like, yeah. that's all you're you a fucking are. addict. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're just a bunch of ideas puffed up and that's, but again, that's the thing that it tricks you into with the human element, which is just like, like you said, yeah, you can relate to that. And you can, the idea of like, well, I, I plan my whole life for this one thing, mm-hmm. like to do this one thing. And then all of a sudden I was like told, oh, you can't do that yet. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not ever. And it's like, but then, but then, well, I did, I didn't prepare for anything else. And it's like, but go ahead. Sorry. No, but then as fate would have it, well, now you get the chance to, and you, you almost fucking ruin the entire thing with the little bit. You it's a shiny toy. And the minute that you get to hold it, all of a sudden there's blemishes and it starts cracking. You're like, Oh, oh, what do I do? To the point that when your dad comes back and fucking pisses in your office, (laughs) He takes the reins back and it's like, it's like, what do you, what do you, what do you want more? Your dad's approval and being able to run this company or you just want to fucking have money and be fine. Cause you could totally do that. That's my whole thing, dude. Is I'm just like, it's, it's, that's where you ultimately, it's like, but I can't feel too bad for you because this is all self-imposed. It's like, yeah. dude, I'm sorry you had a shit childhood with your fucking silver spoon up your ass. I'm sorry your daddy didn't love you enough. <laughs> fucking go enjoy your millions of dollars of your great fucking life. Like, yeah. fuck off. Yeah. But, but again, but then you're, again, the Libra in me, the like, oh, but I can see both sides. is like, oh, but they're fu- like... No, literally, no one held them enough. No one loved them enough as a child. Nobody said the right thing. And Mm -hmm. so they're all broken human beings. And it's kind of sad, but it's kind of not at the same time. Right. Because ultimately, it's like you can ultimately decide, I don't want to be a product of this bullshit side of me. Or I don't want to turn into some, like, asshole rich person. You could take your entire inheritance give most of it to charity and live like a normal fucking human being. You could also choose to do that. But in your mind, you are a, you're not you, going to, you, because at the end of the day, it's not about, it's not about the money. That's what they would all tell you. It's all about the fucking power. They all want, they all want to be the number one boy. They yeah. all want to be the top dog. Well, that, and that's why I think or I have I, the I, approval of the top dog. And that's the genius fucking just, just take it away. Yeah. Because it, break, it breaks the whole game, dude. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, we're jockeying for position. Like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm in favor right now. No, I'm in favor, but I'm secretly in favor. And, the, and it's just like, at the end of the day, you, you pull him out of the equation. Like, none of you really, at the end of the day, have anything to live for. Because all you've been living for is the approval of somebody who maybe, like, you never really needed it from in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing I like about Connors because like, I feel like he got, he gets it. He's the only one who gets, it. he gets and it. has made peace with it. Or, right. Yeah. You know? And like, did they make a comment at one point that like, I guess did had Roman, like had Roman, like 
used Willa's services, but like he never fucked her because he has that competitive. Yeah, because he doesn't. He's weird with sex. But has, yes, yeah, she's a former. Yes, right. She's a I former thought, escort that right. Roman recommended to him. Yes, yeah. So it's and yeah. then of course Roman brings like the uh, escort that Tom was with mm-hmm. to <laughs> their wedding. The same night, dude. We haven't talked about Tom and Shiv at all. Yeah, uh, one of the most. It, dude, it uh, is volatile listen, listen, romances. Listen, listen. Uh, some interesting of the shit, romances in the in the history of some of the television. shit that they say to each other is dude. like in the bedroom level. Oh, what shit! Dude. If not that, crank to eleven, well, and dude, I love it. Oh, I yeah, I, I live for it, dude. Almost, I mean, almost as much as the the Tom and Greg, the true love story of yeah. of it, especially season season two. I feel like is when they they kind of realize the magic they had with the two of them together, mm-hmm. and they're just like, oh, dude, we're just gonna lean into this shit, dude. It's Hardcore, just, yeah. I love them together. Um, the transition into the disgusting brothers a little bit harder to swallow, to be honest, because that's when I was like, dude, Greg is like, yeah, I can't do tail end of season three when Greg is just like. Oh, I finally I got a little bit of cachet. Like I'm I'm dating uh what I can't remember her name, sorry. He was dating Logan's like lawyer lady and then yes. he like moved up to And then this immediately woman. is like trying to talk to the uh what is she gonna inherit? Luxembourg, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. But yeah, it's just immediately like, Oh, I have a little bit of status now, like I finally have some position. Now I'm in the in the rat race, like all these other fucking people, and I was just like, "Dude, you're gross." I was like, "I kind of never paid attention to how gross you are." Like, oh man, and then before you know it, he's you know he's rummaging <laughs> to fruition at, yep. at parties at Logan's. <laughs> I do, and I I love see so to start with, I I appreciated Roman because Roman was always like. Fucking money. I love my money. Why would I not like fuck like fuck you? I love money. You know, and like I get it. So like, yeah, you're fucking prick. You're a piece of shit. But like, you're honest. Kind okay? of most upfront about it for right. sure. But then there's Tom, who in private conversations with his wife, basically told her like, I'll do whatever I have to because like, as much as like I'm with you because I love you, but I love being rich, you know. And as we've gotten to divulge more and more from them. It's one of those where I'm like, I rooted for Tom the most Mm -hmm. because he seemed the most ethical at some points and the most like deserving of it. Like I'm going to basically be walked over, be the joke, be servile, do whatever, do whatever needs to be done. So like his whole conniving planning behind the scenes deals in people's ears thing. Like I knew that that was his game to begin with. Cause he told me. And so, but to see where he's wound up in my head, I'm just like, I'm a little bit like, Oh my God, you were the chosen one. What happened? You know what I mean? Like the end of season three, when he, he walks in and you're like, fucking, he called uh, him. Yeah, dude. You're he like, called him and told me, dude, like, that might be the most Logan move that anybody's made exactly. on this show other yeah. than Logan. That was fucking, that was you know. smart as hell. That and like, literally before they're getting on the plane, before Logan bites it, he's asked, he's like, okay, yeah, you ask this person, I'll ask that person, and we're we're good to go. Dude, it was such a great setup to that yeah. episode. It's just like, all in a day's work, and then roll into credits, and then like, yeah, you just, you do not fucking see it coming no. at all dude genius to do it that so, early in the ep- sorry well no no you, you don't see that but like another thing again 
we'll just I want to reel it back because we I want to kind of I semi kind of want to go chronological. So like, absolutely, you don't keep us on track. Uh, well, please. no, I knew I knew it was coming because I'd seen it. But like, if you're on that tail end of one, and you're like, okay, you know, he's doing everything he can. He's finally going to get everything lined up. He's got another deal with with guys that are on his board. He tried and failed, and everybody got fired publicly. He looked humiliated. He's done all this, but he's back in the game. He's about to pull it all together. And, okay, he's kind of still using drugs. Okay, all right. You know, okay, his dad blew up at a bus boy. All right, okay, it's fine. You know, and then they go out. He goes, you know, he's like, I just, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get a fix. I gotta get some more drugs. And you're like, all right, okay, Kendall, like, do your thing. Finds the bus boy. Bus boy's like, you know, it's fine. Like, you know, they paid me for the whole night, so I'm actually, I'm pretty good, you know. And... When the minute that they're driving, he's like, I don't do this a lot because I'm rich and I get driven around. I'm even though I knew the scene, what it was, because I'd seen it. Right. I'm imagining like watching that first time and being like, this is the moment where you're like, this is going to be fucked. The minute he's like, I don't drive that much. And -hmm. again, things happen in a way that like. Yes, Logan was driving or not Logan. Kendall was driving. The car went into the water. He got out. And the other guy didn't. He did everything he needed to do to make it look like he wasn't there. And you're like, well, I feel bad. I, I feel bad because this guy died. But like the guy in the passenger jerked the wheel. Like you don't ever do that. Don't do that. If he just goes straight and hits the deer, you're fine. But the other guy who's high on drugs next to you jerks the wheel. And you're like, huh? You don't drive that often. Bam, you're in the water. But you get up the next day and Greg's the one that's like, hey, um, they're just kind of on edge because, you know, uh, a server. You know, he he died last night. Well, what? what, what yeah, like um, I, I think he's pretty. I think he's pretty sure he's dead, uh, Kendall. And you just walk back in, and and Logan's like, so we found a key card next to the water. You know, and you're like, oh fuck, it's over. He's done. He he any any leverage, anything he had, he is done. And he fucking breaks down in his daddy's arms, and he's like, you know. You're a good boy. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that is fucking gangster. That is cold as fucking shit. That is the darkest fucking most. Like, people, if you don't know this. That's when I was hooked. That's when I was hooked. If y'all don't know this, know when I did a little show called uh, Manhunters? Brian Cox is the original Hannibal Lecter. And I don't think he's been more nefarious and dark and just twisted than he was in that scene of the last episode of season one. And this whole series has been, I mean, argue, uh, it's like the role, the, the the crowning achievement of his career. He has a very illustrious career, but yes, Uh, a career that includes super troopers. Mind you, it certainly does. Yeah. And super troopers too. Lest we forget. He showed up for the fucking sequel. Yes, he did. So did Rob Lowe. That's a cheat right there. Yeah. He also is narrating. I think they, so broken lizard side note has a new movie on Hulu. Called Quasi. Yes, yes, I need to see. I it. haven't watched it. I believe he's the narrator. He does some kind of that's voice perfect. in it. I'm like, that's I'm like, that's class right there. Yeah. He's still buddies with them. I like that. That's a nice. And touch. what's the other big one? Uh, and obviously, I think most people our age were probably first introduced to him as Colonel William Stryker in X2. Of course, yeah. you know. I mean, I, yeah. That's the first time I was like, oh, I know that guy, but yeah. I definitely had seen him in other stuff. Yeah, he'd been in other stuff before, but I can't I can't really remember. And it's so weird because like I see Super Troopers and then weirdly he looked a lot older than like he does like the facial hair makes him look ten years younger, you know? Yeah, for sure. And honestly, I thought James Cromwell died and I realized I'm thinking <laughs> of Pete Postlewaite. 
Postlethwaite. Postlethwaite, yeah. Yes. Uh, Star of Among Giants. Among Among Giants. Your love. Yeah, sorry. And the the Omen remake. Yeah. (laughs) And the town. Oh, God, the town. Dude, don't get me started on that. (laughs) The Galdahorse. I can't do his accent. Sorry. Okay. Uh, What are we talking about? End of season one. Yeah, no, that's when I was absolutely hooked, where I was just like, oh, dude, this is is dark and twisted. And then, again, to have him basically checked the fuck out for the majority of season two. I saw his plan, and my dad's plan is better. Where you're almost just like... Uh, yeah, I saw my and the, dude. And, you do a really good Kendall, by the yeah. way. God. And like, and so he, yeah, you're right. He's checked out, and he's like, oh, "I killed a guy." The fucking conversation he has with his brother and sister about it when he finally comes right, clean. Three, yeah. yeah, and they're like, uh, "Okay, so you killed a guy." I mean, dude, who Roman. has it? Roman. He's just like, no wonder it took so long to get a fucking drink. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I, I'm the one who suffered. Like, yeah, I had to wait 30 minutes for a fucking martini. You know, and he like, finally breaks him. I love it. Yeah, just like hits the joke over and over yeah. again. That's uh, fucking Roman, dude. Yeah. Um, but but so the, you're right. He checks out for season two, and then they're like, okay, well, we want to buy this dude, other company. Again, that that turn at the well, yes, but but yeah, to, yeah. So the turn to Pierce. Yeah. Um. And Which that woman who plays. The matriarch, I man, don't, I, uh, is Cherry uh, uh, Jones. Excuse me, she, legendary theater actress, and of course, in, you will know the sheriff in Signs. I would say is her biggest role in well, mainstream movies. I think I didn't. I don't know if I talked to you about this, but she is the like main nurse lady in Five Nights at Memorial, which is an Apple show about a hospital being hit by Hurricane Katrina. True, true to life that like okay apparently there was there was questions of did these nurses like help assist suicide people they couldn't move out of the hospital yes or no and apple made a five-part series about it with um the blonde woman who's in it is a big deal she was in uh she's in the conjuring movies i think um i think she's the wife from the conjuring movies but there's a recurring wife in the conjuring movies Who's Vera Farmiga? Farmiga? Yeah, she's the main. She's like the main nurse that they're like going. She's not blonde in those movies, bro. No, no, she's blonde in the show. She's not blonde in the Conjuring. Right. That's why you threw me off. Right. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, she. I think it's the. She's like the one. The doctor that they're trying to like pin it all on. But Dude, it's good. Apple, Five Nights of Memorial. You gotta check it out. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, that's you where I knew her from. There's yeah, so many people I, that I'm show just, up. I'm so sorry. I'm just like, dude, Apple Apple is just over there just doing their own thing. Right. <laughs> they have so many shows. I'm like, that's a fucking show? I, didn't, like, I haven't heard of that. There's this silo thing with Rebecca Ferguson. Dude, I'm I can't like, wait. I gotta start that. Okay. We're gonna take a little sidebar in the midst of our succession episode. Okay. I just wanted to ask you about this because you were trying to sell me on Ted Lasso, mm-hmm. and I know you. De- I know you're not like all up on the internet and stuff, but see, all I see is the outsider stuff. I know there was a whole like reaction to season two versus season one. Mm-hmm. Like, there was kind of a backlash, and then I've seen a lot of like hardcore backlash to season three and it being the final season, and a lot of like negativity towards it. Mm-hmm. Are you like? Have you felt any of that watching it? And I have you heard immense, anybody I've, like? I have felt immense sadness knowing that I'm not going to get any more because it is one of the best shows ever. Okay, I'm talking like there is. I I I, I have to so just what, explain. But, but the, do you do you 
without me, because I haven't read any of this stuff, but do you know what you think people are reacting to so negatively? They're, like, what has changed? Because it sounds like this show is like, season one is one thing, season two is like a completely different dynamic, and season three, thusly. And I was just like, I thought this was just a show about like a so- uh, soccer, like, or yeah. football. Football is life. It's like um, a lighthearted what, comedy about football. Right. And allegedly... Thanks to Donald Trump, it became lighthearted because originally Sudeikis said like the guy, the character was going to be a lot more mean. Okay. But like, I think what people are mad about with Ted Lasso is the fact that if I'm not mistaken, there's two or three more episodes and then we're done. And there's so much stuff that could have been elaborated on. We have some loose ends. We don't know what's what. And we're not trusting that like the writers were going to get us there because there's like season one is one season. Season two is, you know, another one. And season three is, oh my God, we got up to the big leagues. And then they just, they jump. Like they're moving forward in time a good bit. And you you do get the sense of like, I want to check in with these couple guys on the team. I want to see what this person's doing. People think it feels a little rushed and right. like people and are getting like, shortchanged. And the thing is, okay. it's like, I, yes, it's a fish out of water thing. The comedy is where it is because like, there's an episode in season one or season two where they, they have a loss and he says like, Hey, you know, or like they, he gives them the night off and you stay with his coach, coach beard. You've uh-huh. never, you've, you, all you've heard is little bits, little quips of this guy. He's usually quiet. You follow him on a crazy drug filled night out through London that has him doing all all these crazy things and he gets back on the bus at the end of the, at the, in the morning and he just like has some coffee and then they leave and they go somewhere else. And you're like, wow, he just had this crazy, like, you know, good time esque night of adventure. And it's like, it's just nothing. He's just all right back on the bus. He's just quiet about it, you know, mm-hmm. but you've been on this journey with him. The show takes an episode just to devote to his, his assistant coach, just to give you a glimpse of like how wild this dude's life might be when he's not on screen. And then they never touch it again and you keep moving and it doesn't slow down to do that as much in the later seasons because I feel like it got tighter. Like the, 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 the jokes, the humor, the comedy of it all, it got so much better. And then like, to me, it started showing a lot more heart than you would expect because there's a, there's a whole bit where one of the players on the team like you don't have I just want to explain this to like okay. get what people are like not what people don't understand about it. One of the star players on the team, he basically gets in one episode he gets insulted by his own father in front of the entire team and they drag the father out of there and the hardest veteran dude that used to be an asshole, he just runs up to him and grabs him and hugs him and you're like, "Oh shit, like I fucking started crying." Because there's so much baked into that. There that that people don't even think about in that moment. Mm -hmm. Like both of these guys dated the same girl and they, they were both in love with her. They were at odds with each other. The older dude does not want to see the younger dude become him, but he doesn't know how to tell him that because he's this grizzled old fucking like badass footballer dude that can't show emotion, you know? So there's all that wrapped up in it. And I think people are just mad that they, they are afraid they're not going to get the payoff. And they're wondering, why are you doing all these other things to me? If I only get 10 episodes and I'm done. Why are you introducing these little subplot things that don't really matter to me because I'm not going to get them after this episode. 
wind it down. It, it feels like you're just going to leave everything open and I have to have everything tied up in a bow to end with. I think that's people's problems. Okay. But I still encourage anybody. I was just it. curious because I, I don't know. I've just seen a lot of shit about it lately. Maybe people are mad that it was 30, 30 to 45 minute episodes of the first season and now basically everything's been an hour since and they can't appreciate that we're getting more when we're getting less. I mean, we're still getting 10 episodes that most of them are an hour. It's like you're getting double the amount of content. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Interesting in the context of shows ending and different right, reactions yeah. to them where I would say, again, this was, you know, very, very well hidden. I don't know. I know some critics like had seen the first four. So obviously they had the, the twist, if you will, of season four. Right. Uh, spoiled for them. But everybody kept it relatively quiet because yeah, I, that's I what, mean yeah. it was a in real time thing where I was like, "Well, here's the thing, what you, the fuck?" You like, told me that, right? Yeah. And Becky, I was like, "Hey, I'm going back through this," and she's like, "Oh yeah, I mean, I watch when there's a new one." She didn't fucking say a word to me. And I'm like, "Well, thanks for not ruining it. That's great because she really wouldn't. I don't think she would ruin it." But I mentioned casually, I'm going back through it. I'm doing this. And we're like talking about it as I'm catching up with like, I'm at this part. I'm at that part. Good on her. But but yeah, she did the same as you. She didn't even mention the fact that it happened. She's like, oh yeah, no, I'm past that. And I'm like, well, can we not talk about it? Like how fucking (laughs) crazy is that? You know, because as you're getting through, we were talking about them meeting the family and there's some comedy in that of like, each of them has their own. Okay, we're zipping back to season season two. two. Thank you for keeping us on track. And you know. Logan is so itched to like fucking get this deal done. And it's kind of, it's for the first time I was like, fuck yeah, dude, because he basically gets fucking told no by a woman, a matriarch. And you're like, dude, this fucking guy, you know, like, who well, does- and of course it's like, you think Shiv is on track to like, Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I see how she fits. Mm-hmm. She makes sense on paper. Um, He's already talked to her about like, it's going to be you. I'm going to offer it to yeah. you. So when the push comes to shove where the woman's like, well, if we're going to do this, it's got to be Shiv that takes over. You it's need just, to announce. It's just because. And his he, residence to like, can't, he cannot give it over. Exactly. doesn't matter what child it is. He well, does not want to give I, it up. Uh, and also a little bit of part of it is exactly what you're saying. It's because it, it's because she's saying it because she's like, oh, well, clearly you'll choose Siobhan. And it's like. Well, no, now, that's not now it I, sounds like you're forcing me to do it. No, no, no. Now I'm doing it because a I woman told me to do it. No, no, no. And, yeah. and exactly what you're saying, too, where I'm just like, he never, until until four, where I genuinely think he was, he was going to give it up. He was going to take his piece and just move over to, well, not give it up. He was going to move over to ATN and probably just like, you know. He was going to let Matson do his thing. Put, he was going to let the Swede take it all. Well, no, except he would, for ATN. Yeah, but yeah. he was probably going to go full bore into that and mm-hmm. like you know make it even more of a nightmare. But it's yeah. it seems like it's already headed that direction, yeah. anyways. But yeah, dude. So and then, that okay. Well, so we're yeah, back. You, where are we at? Well, no, we come off of that, and he's like, "I'm not," and that's kind of like the first like you've already gotten Logan be or Kendall being like, "Fuck, damn." under the thumb of dad now i i shot my shot to try and take over couldn't right. do it then you get this is basically siobhan's point to where it's like all right now i realize like as much as i didn't want it i do want it and daddy oh, said she, i could yeah have she's it. completely sucked in yeah daddy said i could and now daddy two. says i can't blah 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 and they're basically sitting around being like okay well um someone's gonna fucking go down for this because 
I, dude, I love this. That's the that's the boat, right? The like luxury yacht, yeah. Where they basically all have to like sing for their supper, right. <laughs> like decide who, should. right? And you know, yeah. they're like Rome, they're like Rome. You're fine. You're not on the chopping block. And it's because you know he could easily sell his son out and be like, my son's the reason why that guy died. The scene where they have to go back and fucking like apologize to the guy. Brian Cox is playing it like. It seemed like there's some genuine, like the way he's playing it with the other actor. That's the dad. You get it. Like he's turning it on that. Like, I'm so sorry for this. I shouldn't have yelled at him, blah, blah, blah. But it's like your fucking kid in the car with you who won't get out is like ultimately the reason why this happened. He's not, he's responsible for it to a fault. Yes. He was in the car. He was driving. The other guy put the wheel, but like if your kid is your shit kid is not in the car with his son who they already think is a druggie or whatever. And there's just, that's the only thing I could say about the writing that I'm just like, eh, cause it seems like there's some minor circumstances where everything just kind of works out, you know, like just that little bit well, of like, see, Oh, they thought he was a druggie already. You could take that out. And I would, it would still play that. Like they understand it was an accident. You know, it wasn't him yelling. I, well, I also, I still think that information could still come into play. I think mm-hmm. there's some still some lingering things and maybe some things we're not even thinking oh, of. Oh no, he shouldn't have told his he shouldn't have told his brother and sister that. Absolutely like, fucking, not. Absolutely I'm doing, not. Dude, I'm having killer fucking deja vu vibes right now. Oh yeah. So weird. I feel like we've <laughs> talked about something like this. But yeah. And so you get you get you're on the boat. I was gonna say that happens all the time in this room and it's literally just because it's yeah. Probably. Yeah. So <laughs> but you spend you a lot of time in here. Yeah. With a microphone in front of my face. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. But you get to, so it was like getting into like the end of two, he takes his chance to be like, you know what? I'm going to fucking stick my dad to this. I'm going to fucking like, I'm going to call him out on it. Dude, that, when it happened, I ha- I did a full like 180 on Kendall and I yeah. was like, do you fucking go? Yeah. Take him down. Do it, do it, do it. And I rolled into season three with that energy and swiftly was just like, oh, yeah, I fucking forgot you suck so hard, dude. Fuck the patriarchy. (laughs) Should should I give him a little something? Fuck the patriarchy. Dude, have you you ever watched the YouTube? I want to almost wait till it's updated, but there is a... Uh, Kendall Roy's cringiest moments compilation mm-hmm. on YouTube, dude. It is just like eight minutes of just you're just like, oh, it's like you're <laughs> just a full body heave, dude. But yeah, that is the that is the ultimate one though. Is fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> Walking into that, just his he thinks he's so fucking with it, dude, and he's just so like fundamentally uncool. Yeah. Uh, I do, and I. It doesn't matter. It's how expensive like, his like lo-fi chic stuff is. I'm just like, dude. I know you. You uh, have fucking children. You yes. You have, you children. have children who we okay. never see. You never, never see. see them. You at could, all. You could have taken the route of like, oh, my fucking dad just completely fucked me. Essentially, like turned me into a drug addict and. A, that's laying a lot of shit at the feet of your dad when you could have personally just like gotten your shit together. Let's remove all that from the equation. You could have made the decision. Oh, I'm going to like, I'm going to be the best fucking dad ever, dude. I got money. My kids are never going to want for anything, but here's the difference. I'm going to be connected to them. I'm going to be involved in their lives. I'm going to shower them with love and affection, all this stuff. And it's like, oh, actually, no, I'm not going to do any of that. I'm going to spend all my fuck every waking moment 
figuring out how to get the approval of my dad, who clearly does not like me, who thinks I'm a piece of shit, because he's probably right, because so I am. My dad, listen. <laughs> that's, the, that's the real dark secret, is I think Kendall knows. Like, Kendall, on the inside, he knows he sucks. Like, he's so deeply insecure, mm-hmm. and that's the real, like, that's the driving sadness force. and tragedy of that character. Yeah. It's just, like, a guy who cannot help himself, who knows he's who, who knows he's broken, and in spite of it, just can't, just just can't change it ever. He's, this is going to sound really stupid. He's not Kendall Roy. He's Ken Dull Roy. <laughs> you know? Like, that's it. He's just... Well, he doesn't rate... He doesn't matter. Because there's so many times where it's like... Big shoes. Yeah. Big, big, big shoes. Yeah, fucking big, big shoes. Big yeah, okay. shoes. Yeah, fucking say it again, Kendall. You know, like... Big nervous breakdown. <laughs> yeah. But, so, yeah, you get the flip of that. Then you get into three, and it's like slowly you're starting to see like, okay. And then like fucking Adrian Brody shows up for like a whole episode. <laughs> I'm like, what more can this show give me? What does it give me? It gives me fucking scars guard. Yeah. Are you- and you're like just a little taste and you're like, ah, oh, I like this. And then you're like, Oh, he's going to become like a permanent fixture yeah. of season four. The fucking thorn in everyone's yes, side. Essentially I the big bad, the new adversary, the new right. Logan. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, three, again, I guess I I feel like we keep neglecting it, but Tom and Shiv, season one, they get married. She's cheating on him the whole time, and they get to the marriage, and it's like, oh, well, I thought, you know, we're going to have an open marriage, and he's like, news to me, okay, that's fucking weird. Uh, Season two... I don't really remember. They're still like, playing. What's, he what's t- going on with them? They're, they're kind of just. They're still playing it, and like he's when she lines up and's like, "Yeah, I think it's gonna be like I, I think I'm wanted. I want to get in more." He's like, "Okay, where does that?" But I remember, me? yeah, he's a little bit like. But I thought we were like gonna engineer this so that I could be number one boy, <laughs> right? Because I'm a boy. Don't forget that, right? But yeah, um, and yeah, and so they move into that, and then you get you know the flip of two, and he's kind of still you know he's. He's the head of ATN now, and like, you know, you get back and forth. And as we move through three, as Kendall is slowly getting brother and sister on board, hey, you know what? We could freeze him out. We could stop it. She's, you know, still being open with him about things, and they're going back and forth with stuff. And it almost feels like they made an agreement. Maybe they talked about it. Maybe I'm forgetting in a piece of conversation where, like, they weren't worrying about kids. Like she was like, I'm going to freeze my eggs. Like, I'm not going to try and have kids right now. I can't do that with you right now. And he takes that as like, well, you don't want to have babies with me. And to me, I think that conversation happens. And that's when the turn comes to where like, she's letting him know like, Hey, this is going down. We're going to go push this. If we do this, you know, because of the divorce decree, mom said, you know, our mom said this, he has to get a soap, but if we all three band together, we can kill this fucking deal, merger deal. We're good, and we're going to go for it, you know? And this is after they've already, like, they've already talked to fucking... No, they haven't talked to them yet, because that happens in the fourth. You're right. But, um... And so, you know, everything's gearing up for this big showdown in three, and we have the big end of season three, which is, like, like well, oh, he's he stayed behind with Madsen. He's been working this deal. He's still in Europe. He's gotten in touch with your mom, your mom, who's like, you know, just gotten remarried and, oh, okay, well, 
if you'll scratch my new husband's back, I'll scratch your back and I'll, I'll rip up the old divorce decree and you just get your friends in the British government to contact my husband, you know, and all's fair. And just that scene of like, oh, mom, you fucked us, you know? And you're like, how, how did all this happen? And then just fucking Tom shows up and it's yeah. the ultimate of like, well, he was more worried about being left out in the cold, not trusting his wife to be there for him. When, because she's given him no reason to right. think that she would. Be. She hasn't, but behind the scenes she has because she flat out tells him it can't be Tom. Tom cannot be the one that has to go down for the ATM bullshit or the cruises that, stuff. Honestly, so he know. doesn't be, it's again, lack of communication, miscommunication. She has been fighting for him behind the scenes. He has taken the fact that his station has not changed as much to mean that she isn't. So he takes it upon himself to be more servile. Like Logan, I could do this for you. I'm more than prepared to go to jail for you over the whole document thing that Lo- that Kendall brings up with the whole like, oh yeah, there was proof that we shredded all this stuff and like it was a bad deal. Tom Wobbsgam was the guy at the top at the time. Like it should go on him. Yeah, he's at ATN now, but he was over the cruises department and all that. Uh-huh. He took over right before all this came out. And, um, you know, because she even does the whole, she even goes to see one of the victims that they were going to have testify. And yeah. like probably one of her worst moments has to basically like convince this woman to not testify about one of the worst times of her life. That's pretty gross. And you can see like what you could, and the way I look it just in her face, you can see her being like, I fucking like as a woman detest having to do this, but But I'm still doing it. I'm still doing it because ultimately it's my husband's ass, my ass, possibly my company that I could run's ass if I don't. And, you know, see, it's so much conveyed with that, but then they, you know, they get back and forth with it with like the whole, they're going to like, they're in the middle of about that. They're either, they're about to have sex or they're just about to do something. And she's like, you don't fucking like you love me and you're still with me, even though I don't fucking love you. And he's like, that shit fucking hurt. And she's like, I was just playing a role. Like I wasn't being serious. And he's like, no, no, you were like, yeah, she's like, this is what we do. Right. This is our dynamic. Yeah. Because again, she she's got a lot of Logan in her and mm-hmm. she has that whole, yeah, kick mm-hmm. you and see if you come back sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Some of the fucking shit they've said to each other, dude, especially like the last episode when they're on the balcony going back and forth. Oh, that's, like, that's an all timer in my head. I'm like, Tom, do not throw yourself over the side of this railing. Oh, I legit like until he went back inside. I was, scared. I was like, thought dude. that that possibly could yeah. happen. I was just like, there's yeah. like, cause again, as much as everything's thrown into flux with Logan dying, it's like him to the biggest extent, because like, dude, you cut all ties kind of like you betrayed your wife mm-hmm. at the end of season three. And I, I, we also should have mentioned the reveal, the reveal before the reveal is after he talks to Shiv, he goes and talks to Greg and he's like, Hey, <laughs> I'm going to make a deal with the devil. Like, are you are you coming along basically and there's the whole like what do i need a soul for anyways right, yeah. conversation yeah. And, and again firmly cementing where i was like yeah oh fuck you greg <laughs> like uh, well, see and that's that's not, the only that would be and obviously they've made it legit that like he did do that because he shows up but in my mind i'm watching that scene i'm like is he gonna tell greg what's what so greg can be the one to tell logan so that he has deniability of like I thought I could trust Greg. Probably would have been the smarter move. Right? Honestly. Yeah. Tell tell Greg what's up. You know it's going to get back to Logan, and that yeah. way your wife doesn't have to fucking like you don't have to go through that. So I'm I'm but 
we never saw him talk to Logan. Logan yeah. just knows. And we, when Tom walks in at the end, we assume, oh my God, Tom sold her out, sold yeah. him out. But I'm wondering if like, that's a get out of jail free card. He hasn't played yet because he's all about, Hey, if you have something, don't play it. So if at oh, the end of I it all, if when, when he, he mentioned out, that in this, this up or in the election episode, I did, my brain did start running wild with like, what could he be referring to? Cause obviously if, if there's anybody I would expect to be like sitting on some shit, Hmm. Honestly, it would be Tom. I also, I, I would love to see Jerry. Just we do. We haven't talked about Roman and Jerry, dude. dude. We could go on forever and ever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, their whole fucked dynamic, the dick pic, all of that stuff. Dude. But culminating with uh, the previous episode. Well, the night after, we were in season two, the night that they have to stay with the other family, mm-hmm. he does the whole like. Can you like I I have a weird staging fright thing like can you just bad like tell talk down to me through the door so I can just like jerk off or something mm-hmm. and she's like no what the fuck like get get the fuck in that bathroom you know this and that and like you get more and more of the weird complex of him which I think is fucking hilarious you yeah. know because like obviously we know Kendall fucks but if Kendall if like if it's almost like you know. Rome, if you could fuck, then maybe you would be like the dude. But that that weird hang up you have, your it, weird sexual uh, older lady like, mommy thing, like yeah. that's that's your crutch. Like you've and you finally come to terms with like, okay, you accidentally sent your dad a dick pic, and he, he's like, something fucking wrong with you, fucking queer. Like you know, he's like, no, people just like send each other their dicks. That's like they don't do that, dude. Stop trying to. It, the way that he expresses like the dick pic thing to his father is so like a little boy not trying to get in trouble for something that he know he, he knows he did, but he can't Dude, admit I that mean, he did it. You know that what I mean? Is, I mean, one of the running themes and it's never been more evident than season before, but these are just, just little children. Yes. Like grown ass little children. Dude. Oh yeah. When, when, when he fires the fucking studio woman, and then Jerry's like, you can't do that. And he goes, maybe I'll just fucking fire you. And he's like, no, you definitely can't do that, dude. Like, dude, one you of her, yourself. One of her best moments of acting, too. Yeah. When she's like, I am good at my job, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, dude. But yeah, her coming back strong with the just like, you know what? Actually, fuck all this shit. I'm cashing in. I'm like, you're giving me the best like exit package ever. Like hundreds of millions you, of dollars if you, start if you fuck me. with anything, dude. And I like, yeah, I almost I would kind of love to see maybe all the all of the dominoes start to fall, basically, oh, yeah. and all the skeletons come out of the closet and like Kendall fucking goes down. Because guess what, dude, you fucking basically got away with murder and like had it covered up for you because you're a rich boy. Maybe you should go down for that or any number of other things you've done. Um and what do you think of like Fisher Stevens showing up as like the fucking? I, I love Hugo. Love yeah. Hugo. Yeah, dude, like, the bench is so fucking ridiculously stacked, deep on the show that, and again, the fact that like I would watch a whole other show that's just Jerry, Carl, and Frank, and that whole front, and like I would listen if they wanted to do like a succession prequel. With like him building his company yeah. when he has small children, I would watch the fuck out of that. Like media mogul trying to come up through the ranks and like acquire all this shit, fucking shark bull in the fucking boardroom, like yeah, you know, snapping necks, cashing checks, that kind of like 
that's fucking crazy. Like that's, I would watch that in a heartbeat and you have all that baked, like having all that baked in of like, at the end of the day, as much as he is like maybe misogynist, maybe he's a bit racist, like, you know, obviously like he's a kingmaker, you know, obvious with like, it is season three where they go and they basically pick the DA from Harry Mason to be the next Nazi president. You know what I mean? Yes. And you're like, that's when you only Justin Kirk. I yeah. was trying to think of his name. That's yeah. when you. That's one of the only times where you see should be like, no, what, no. That's well, to me. That's and, her. You know, like, and not again, just because she worked for the other candidate, but like, we don't like Nazis, but like, we're gonna back this guy, and it's all because like, low, uh, Rome gets to him. It's like, just bring him a fucking Coca Cola, you know? Because he, I love that move of calling the fucking vice president. It's like, uh, I need a. Coca-Cola and he's like there's not one in you shouldn't you be calling room service you're done not like it's the minute you don't say yes sir you're done he's not backing you Mr. Vice President you're fucked right. and I love like I know that I know that character I know how that works but to people who like don't know that thing about like that's how people operate it has to be just like the create like oh wow and then the Nazi guy brought him a coke and now they're like they're buddies because yeah, he just asked for one simple thing, and you know he did it for him. And Logan joke, well, can you fucking you know can you shave some criminal justice codes down for me so that I you know whatever whatever you know if you're not gonna bend the justice system then yeah I guess I'll take just the Coca Cola but you can't even give me that. You yeah. Know? So they pick the Republican candidate, right? And then uh, a season later, they. Uh, basically yeah a full season later because yeah. i think that's roughly the episode like four or five yeah, yeah somewhere in there uh they also crown him on uh yeah. on television they make mm-hmm. the call uh even though sounds like uh there's some nefarious <laughs> shit going on in milwaukee um i'm waiting for it to be overturned dude i, that's Rome, I like, think that's rome's downfall dude so he gets called out for being the one that made the call i don't know that's going to be laid at the feet of Tom because he's the face of it of ATN in the call Mm -hmm. so he's fucked Um, yeah Rome and Kendall the board will be like what the fuck were you idiots you know Mm -hmm. I could see it going that route I could see uh, you know Jerry coming out of the woodwork finally dropping the dick pic I could see Shiv in some sort of move with Matson thinking she's like somehow going to get a leg up passing along the information about Kendall murdering a guy and then Matson using that I could see any number of things happening but I know we have a funeral and then I, I have no idea what the finale would be I do know it's extended I know it's an yeah. hour and a half but uh, yeah I I don't know I also don't know if there is a company at the end of this yeah, I, I don't know if the show is going to ultimately. There's two ways to do it, or there's a couple ways to do it. Obviously, there's a lot of ways we obviously won't think of, but it's kind of like, do we have the overall cynical ending of like, well, shit, yeah, life just goes on because for these people, yeah, life does just go on. It's like there are no like grander consequences or anything. Um, do we get to like have some kind of finality? to some of those lingering things like we're talking about, like do these people have some sort of downfall or come up? It's, and is that the show overall, like kind of showing its cards? If it's like, Hey, this was a satire the whole time. And just, so, just so we make sure like you weren't supposed to be rooting for these people. I know mm-hmm. Some of you were, but 
Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind an out of left field where like one of the people that you've seen that you know that's a recurring. Yeah. Like a Hugo or like somebody that they've been working for the like, FBI um, the entire time. What is it? Carolina. 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 She's been working with the FBI the entire time. Insider trading, voter fraud, all this other bullshit. Like she's just fucking collecting a, a well. Yeah. And not even like in, and it's, she's, she's better than that because she doesn't even like, Hey, I've been working with the FBI. I'm an informant. So I need to be on the up and up. Or I'm going to let them know all this shit. It's like, she's actually a good person or he's actually a good person, whoever it is. And they just lay it all out. They're like, this is what happens. You know, I tried to help you and guide you. Similarly with Jerry, she's like, I could have gotten you there, but you wouldn't listen. Like you wouldn't do it, you know? Yeah. So I would love it if like Carl or Frank or any of these dudes is secretly been like since like Logan passed being like, okay, I'm going to get taken care of because fucking Carl tells him straight up. He's like, if you fucking do anything to fuck with this deal, I'm going to fucking squeal. And you're like, like, oh, dude, I love it. It's like, (laughs) you may have my dick in your hand, but yours is in mine. (laughs) Yes. Oh, dude. David Rashi is fucking killer, dude. All of them. Uh, And then I love, dude, when he, (laughs) when Tom is like, trying to throw his hat in the ring mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like so you know this this is not me saying but some people might say right <laughs> that you're a, you're a ridiculous interloper right. and uh the no, only person be- who even gave a shit about you is uh dead right dude that was probably my favorite thing is the the juxtaposition because the way that tom plays that scene of like hey uh shiv it's your dad Hey, I'm going to put the phone right up to him. You can talk to him. Like, we all know people who've been that. That seems genuine. That yeah. seems like Tom is like, I need to let these people talk to their dad. Not like he's trying to pull any angles for a good bit. But you have the juxtaposition of like, everybody who's worked with the man for 20 years is in another room already drafting up what they're going to say because we see it the next episode where Rome's like, that's dad right there. The fucking stock drop, you yeah. know, that's what his legacy amounts to. A day after he's dead is like the company he founded is tanking. You know what I mean? So the juxtaposition of all them and even Frank and, and them say it's like I work with the man for 20 years and I he's dead in there. But this is a business I have to run like. Right. I can't, you know, just because I'm I feel and like I actually am sad that this guy's he's dead. I may have not liked him, but I work with him Dude, and like that's... he's gone that realness of it all is like, I totally understand that having worked with people that I get emails at, I've gotten emails at work that this lady passed away, you know, some were working at the company at the time. Some had already gone, but like, I'm sad that they've passed. I want to go to their funeral, but like I have people in my face are questioning why they got an overdraft fee or some bullshit. You know what I mean? So like that juxtaposition and then watching everybody slowly try to line up as a jockey in the race to see where they're going to find out. And then the fucking kill list episode where all of them are trying to like go at their Norwegian or Swedish <laughs> counterparts, counterparts or whatever. Yeah, and Hugo's just, and they like, Oh fuck. Katarina got retained. Oh fuck this. Fuck. You know, they're all like, Oh shit. This person's still on the line. You know, one that was all Shiv. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shiv's the one who got them all to stick around. Um, Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah, I just, that was one aspect I didn't really talk about. So, again, the the Roman thing at the end of 3 broke me. But the only other time I've really gotten, like, emotional watching the show 
was the episode where he dies. And again, it wasn't like a, oh my God, we've lost Logan. Like that kind of sentence where it was just like, they did this so effectively. It feels so real. And it taps into, again, those human emotions that kind of override everything where it's like some of this shit is universal. Everybody can relate to the idea of like, what if I lost a parent mm-hmm. unceremoniously at a distance? I hadn't said everything I wanted to say. That or feeling the of like Roman, the like time has just oh, yeah. yeah, that that whole aspect. Um, and then like I think it's it's I think what you're talking about is best portrayed before they go get Connor, and she turns him says, "Why didn't you come and get me?" Oh, dude, and they were all, like, "We tried to," and it's like all of that interpersonal, like the the way you you would get irrationally upset about stuff in the moment but mm-hmm. also be apologetic in it like everything is just so pitch perfect and real in that moment that mm-hmm. it's like yes that is the kind of shit that ultimately does allow you to like i am i am empathizing with these people who i think patently i know are not good people and i'm not supposed to like on any mm-hmm. kind of fundamental level but at the end of the day they are human beings and they're any, just kids who's any dad good died. yes they're just somebody who just lost their their parent Mm -hmm. and to be able to still hit those notes even as we're like this is all hilarious this is great satire this is dark this is disturbing this is whatever to be able to still at the end of the day like ring that out of you i was like that's when i was like this show is like next next level dude it goes it it immediate i mean it already to me has kind of been there but it goes in the all-time the pantheon of of the greats yeah. of the last like you know several years several decades and then um, to like and then like, and it's not even over yet that was right. the other thing is i was just like this cements it already i was like people will be talking about this single episode on best of list for, oh, like of till the end of time dude yeah, yeah. and the, and then to like you know what was i gonna say and then like the next episode where you've got like them all like they're at the um all huddled, huddled, huddled together. Like his apartment. The discovery of the note. Dude. The note, yeah, dude. Like, just. I, I want a T-shirt with Kendall Roy, like almost yeah, underlined, maybe not. Um, and then I love that Greg's dude. like, Greg, well, maybe. Uh, hold on, maybe he um, as a like a close. <laughs> vis-a-vis, vis-a-vis, I should be yeah. part of the. Th- Relax, Greg. Your name's just on a fucking piece of paper. I like, think they're like, um, they're like, you're a footnote. With a question mark in pencil or something. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's pretty much Greg as yeah. a character. Also, that moment where, again, it's been like, oh, the three of us, we could do this together. We could make something happen. That was blah, real, blah. right? What we were going to well, do was that, real. Well, but no, but immediately in that moment when they get the piece of paper and Kendall's just like, well, sure as shit doesn't say Shiv. And I'm just like, dude, immediately wants to throw her under the bus. And that's been the background of all this shit. And going back to the election episode that just happened, dude, they're fucking falling out. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I loved it because, again, time and time again, we see them make the most catastrophic decisions for the world at large, all because of personal bullshit. And that's the scariest thing is you're like, because I know that's how it is. I know that's how it is because even these people who we like to like sanctify and like hold up as like somehow they're like holier than thou because they've attained some level of success. They must know something that I don't and like they're so much more savvy. It's like they're still susceptible 
to the same fucking bullshit. They had a rough day, except their rough day affects millions and millions of people. Mm -hmm. That's the fucking difference. And it's just like, oh, I, my moral compass and my daughter being at stake and being like wronged by these people who I'm essentially tacitly endorsing or like publicly endorsing. It's on my network, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to kind of look the other way and not really get involved in this. And then ultimately I'm going to not step in when I'm kind of the deciding factor. I could say, don't call it for him yet. I'm Mm -hmm. fucking CEO. Like you need both of us to sign off. It's not just Roman. No, but it's all motivated by like, oh, Shiv, you just fucked me. Dude, when he calls her a piece of dirt, that kind of shit where you're just like, that's so much meaner than like calling somebody like a piece of shit or a bitch or like any number of other Dude, things no, you could say to them. That, the, the, only, the only better thing, as I've said it before, when his father <laughs> says he's a fucking nobody because Dude, when he, he thinks tells he's them, a someone. I literally made a song called Not Serious People because when he tells them all in the karaoke bar, I love you, but you're not serious, serious people. people. I was I like, like truer words have never been spoken to yeah. all of the, uh, every single one of them is a fuck up. And they, that's the other thing is the hubris of, again, I think Roman knows who the fuck he is. And that's kind of the most scary thing about him is he is who he is. And he is very self-aware. I think, mm-hmm. uh, maybe he doesn't deal with emotions very well or processing grief. Maybe he's not honest with himself on that level, but like Shiv and Kendall, I both think have these like, you know, inflated versions or like how they see themselves. And it comes down to Shiv and like the, the election episode where it's like, Oh, we've got to care about democracy and everything. And I'm just like, at the end, no, I'm like, you've no, you can't get on your fucking high horse now and pretend like you're not part of the fucking problem with all of this shit. You could get, you could cash out tomorrow and take all your wealth and invest it in fucking like community causes and stuff and like actually bettering people's lives but you're not gonna do it so mm-hmm. shut the fuck up like don't yeah. don't act like you're fucking better than either of your brothers in this room right now who mm-hmm. are just as equally as shitty as you are the only difference is roman is way more vocal about it and it was a real like god damn it dude i love karen colkin it's a fantastic performance i thought Dude, when he's on the mountaintop with fucking Matson, I was like, Emmy, dude. Dude. Emmy, oh, yeah. real. When I was he like, was like, nah, That nah. was delicious. That was magnetic. That was perfection. That was but that was everything because, in you, one scene. And I love that like you hear Kendall's like easy brother. Like he knows what he's doing, but he lets him go for it. And it's like he doesn't hold back. And it's just to me it's like a weird bonding dude, thing. I was uh I just I just fired Jerry Shiv's godmother Jerry <laughs> yeah. fuck it bro let's roll with yeah. I'm just like who you gonna dude. fire next I'm like yeah <laughs> wow alright because it's oh like God, because dude. in the, the the weird thing in those cringe pauses in my head I'm like okay Kendall knows this is not good at all but what's easier for him to do call his brother out on like bro this is not good or be like fuck it bro you know, well, the, the kids are in charge I, now. Like, we're all well, better. again, because none of them can be, like, actually serious with each other. No. To the point where they all think that everything is constantly a bit. But, yeah, particularly Kendall, who, again, only speaks in buzzwords and, like, you know, jargon. And you're like, what the? F- it, that's just a bunch of gobbledygook, dude. That shit doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but maybe it does, dude. Maybe I'm just not. 
not fucking on the level, not processing at 100%. Yeah, talk about your uh, your numbers, right? Like, <laughs> subs are so good right now. Well, yeah, they're great. Well, aren't I, they? well I heard your numbers are gay. gay. Uh, and they did a little test and it came back that your numbers are gay. <laughs> Dude, Sarsgaard is having an absolute ball. Dude, I, I'm I fucking love like this character. The ultimate reveal, of course, that like, oh yeah, you're full of shit too. No, no, that's <laughs> my that's my thing shit. because it's like it's not it's like that probably motivates Kendall even more because he's like motherfucker, like <laughs> you're gonna do to me what I tried to do to you with inflating numbers, but you hit it a little bit better. And if it wasn't for you, if you had not been an asshole to Ebba, your little communications girl, and me and my brother running up to her like stumbling little dogs trying to get all the gossip, I wouldn't have known about it. I was about to like fucking. Yeah, I've been shit. trying to take the deal, but like, you know, it just kind of hit me, dude. Madsen is literally. All of the Roy's rolled into one. Yeah. Minus Connor, basically. Mm-hmm. But it's like, he's got the weird sex stuff. Yeah. Like Roman. He's got the the Kendall, like, galaxy-brained like, gobbledygook, but, like, he can actually, like, make it work mm-hmm. kind of thing. And they give it to you. And he's got, the, he's, again, got the flash of, like, he's not an actual programmer. He didn't actually do it. He inherited this. He's a Steve They Jobs. propped him up. Exactly. He's a Steve Jobs. And that's all that Kendall has ever wanted to be. Never Steve more Jobs. evident than in the investors meeting yeah. where he goes down and talks about living plus. Yeah. I wish they would have taken him out of that jacket and let him, let him have jeans and a fucking black t-shirt. I would be like, I get it. Dude, you know? when Roman quietly is just like, ah, uh, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not gonna do this. <laughs> it's just like it's all you, brother. But then, like, Ro- or Kendall looks so hurt, like genuinely looks so hurt that like, well, my little brother's not like my little brother bailed on me. Like he doesn't believe wait, in me wait either. A minute, wait a minute, I backed you. And when then you I to think fire those I ladies? think that's the moment when he's like, all right, one crown, one head, motherfuckers. Yeah, because he, he goes directly to he goes directly to Carl after that and asks him like, what yep. do you think? You know, Dude. yeah. And again, it's it goes back to, and it's one of those things I, I think I've mentioned off mic. I don't know if I said it here. They're all sitting around at his wake, like will thing, whatever, where they get the note about Kendall. And he looks at all and is like, guys, of course it could be all three of us, but like, come on, think about it. The firstborn son being promised something and not getting it. And Connor's being like, hey, fuck you. I'm the firstborn. And you're like, oh, like, okay, sorry. Like, they have to be like, oh, yeah, sorry. Like, yeah, you are the firstborn, but like, in this group, I'm the firstborn. <laughs> right. And it's all be- and because and I'm the firstborn they- who matters. <laughs> and they make it seem like Connor could have had all this, but he just didn't want to get involved. And he, he got he on the He was probably content to just, like, yeah, live his life. And then kind of vaguely was like, oh, maybe I should kind of try and make pop proud after all of this because that's that's the first thing he says when they're like oh i never got to make him proud like he just that's what he's on his fucking wedding day he's gonna go get married that's rough like and that's the thing is like that happens to that kid his firstborn son on his day of his wedding to a former prostitute and all his political ambitions all that shit all he wanted was to make his dad proud he couldn't do it and like that happens to him on his wedding day and these other three are like, oh my God, it's so sad. The world's falling. Like, dad, this is not. It's like, bro, y'all not even taking a minute to be like, sorry, Connor. They don't even fucking go get him until they find out he's dead. Yeah. I mean. It's like the last thing yeah, they it's think the last about. thing they think about. Because in my head, the minute he's like, go get Shiv. I'm like, go get your other brother. 
go get yes. your half brother but like nope they'll wait until he's like i think he's probably dead but you can still talk to him on the phone and tom's gonna put him up to to his ear so he'll hear you it's like no he won't he's dead and I love, I do, but I do love Roman's refusal through most of it. Like, but we don't, we don't really know, do we? Like, we don't, we don't know he's actually dead, but we, he might be. So, uh, fuck it. Let's just, uh, let's wait till we get, get him on the ground and we'll go from there. Yeah. You know? Um, it's been talked about a lot in like the various aftercasts and everything, but you've kind of, I assume you've picked up on the fact that like most of what we've seen in season four is like days. Like, right. Yeah, it's almost like each episode is a day. I think we've had one or two where it's like we've transitioned day to night and restarted essentially. But um, yeah, but yeah, we did just the, whole, we the, the, the whole culmination of like, all right, <laughs> you guys have like flown to Sweden, you've come back or Norway, excuse me, you've come back. Uh, you guys have election night, and then your dad's funeral is the next day. And it's just like, where also, are any of them sleeping or probably like are, they are making all of these decisions, these like life changing decisions? You have your shareholders meeting in the middle of all yes, that as well, essentially on fumes, dude. Um, but yeah, okay. They they basically all seem completely at odds at this point, even yeah. though I guess vaguely Kendall and Roman still have. Well, again, that was kind of blown up when. Again, Kendall has the very successful speech that seems like it's going off the rails, but he totally salvages and it ends up going good. And I think Roman's kind of like, oh, fuck. I, and what have I been doing? I, I fired a studio head. I fucked up there. I fired Jerry. Kind of fucking up left and right. But what do I have in my back pocket? Me and Mankin have this weird, like, kinship and, like, you know, we're just vibing. So... Mm-hmm. I'm going to go down that route. Which now. is what Kendall And now I have a direct line to the president. And it's like, but now that's the thing is like, now Roman doesn't need Kendall at right. all. Yeah. And so now it's like, we've never really seen them duke it out, so to speak. It's always I been under say- the guise of Logan usually showing favor to Roman and using that as like a wedge point between the two of them. But We've never really seen, okay, with the gloves off and with dad out of the picture, like, what are the two of them going at each other look like? And again, there's still Shiv sitting over there with, I don't know why she's still playing the Matson card, but like, that seems like maybe she, all she has left at this point. She has no Tom. She has no fucking alliances anywhere yeah, else. That's her leverage just because yeah. she's been on the inside. That's her leverage just trusting and hoping that this, you know, European guy who's kind of the same as your brother but a little bit better at doing it more likable yeah a lot sexier when it comes to doing it that he's gonna like take care of you if you help him get this deal done which has just been dealt a major blow because now the new president that your younger brother has put his hat in a race with is probably gonna move in and possibly possibly sword sword fought with right (laughs) yeah and uh, probably going to sink that deal. I would love it if the finale is just the two of them like making out in the Oval Office. Right. Credits. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Roman finally finds his sexual match. He's like, oh, it just needed to be the president. I didn't know that. <laughs> Turns out I just needed to fuck the president. Right. I needed to get fucked by the president. Yes. <laughs> Turns out I'm I needed the I needed time. the president to tell me how much I sucked while... I jerked off while well, I was jerking. Yeah. Yes, uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, uh, so yeah, the funeral, like, and he's supposed to give the speech, right? They asked Kendall. 
no, 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 remember, Kendall, they're having the debate about who it should be, and then at the end of that, at the end of, uh, which episode was that? Was that the night before the election? The night before the election, yeah. yes. Was at the party, yeah. Uh, yeah, they decided he was going to do it. Yeah. Or Roman's doing it, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's right. right. So, yeah, we have the funeral and then I guess the fate of the company, or I guess it'll be that final board meeting to decide whether the sale goes through or not. I'm th- no, That's well, probably what it'll be centered around. Or they'll pull a fast one on us and, like, dude, who knows? Maybe we... Maybe we pull a berry and we leap into the future and we see what happened to all these people. I don't really see that happen. I, would I don't really like, want that from this show. I mean, but. I would, but I wouldn't. Like, I would like a nice hour of the finale to be down to this, like, are the is the courts going to get involved? Are they going to go back and forth fighting? Who's going to cut whose throat? How? My main question is, how are they going to do it? Because you, you, you put them all in these situations and rooms under the guise of like, we're working towards this thing of like, we want to cash out and then we want to buy this other company with the cash we get and be like a rival media thing. And then it's I mean, like, well, what if we, what if we tank the deal and another make the one g- of another one? Sorry. Of the big picture things where I was like, just zoom out for a second. They're having this whole like big infighting with their father in the first two episodes. Right. Over like, Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> We're going to try it or like we want the deal to go through or whatever, but we're going to take, we're going to buy Pierce to counter you and you're going to have ATN and it's going to be versus essentially again, all of this stuff. But it's like, but you guys need daddy to sell the company so that you make daddy's money off of the company so that you can use daddy's money to buy a thing to compete with daddy. Mm-hmm. I was just and like, you guys let's not this, forget. You guys came to this <laughs> after all a whole this big, whole big finale of we can't let this happen. It has to stay in Roy's hands. What are we gonna do? Just let somebody buy the company our father built? No, <laughs> we're gonna take this. You know, we gotta stop this from happening. And then it becomes, well, we'll let it happen, but like we'll get money out of it. We'll buy the other thing he wanted. Then it's become like, dude, don't forget about the hundred. Oh yeah, do the hundred. You know. <laughs> Just straight uh, focus on like quick, you know, even like international news, like you know what's happening in West Africa, uh, uh, Europe, Asia. I love what he's like. All this, he's like, uh, yeah, bro. Nobody gives a shit about this. I would watch that. I I would watch that. that You're just like, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you believe that you would watch that. (laughs) Fuck the patriarchy. Oh my god. 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 I just want to yell that every time he says something (laughs) cringe. It's so fucking bad. But yeah, and then it's 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 literally, dude. It's literally just like fucking fucking children. They're just fucking children. Yeah. And some of the saddest shit, like, has been the episodes where they're interacting with their mother. You know, I'm like, dude, I get it. Like, if you had that mom, and that's who you had because your dad wasn't around. Yeah. Bro, you never even had a fucking chance. Like, (laughs) there was no way that any of you were getting out alive. You know, and just the you know just every and again it's all predicated on this idea of like they can do this and it's like you can't none of you are a killer and he says that to logan or to kendall logan's like you're a good kid but you're not a killer and you gotta be a killer to be in this business Mm -hmm. to the point that like 
Logan probably would have respected him more had he not broken down and cried about the whole key card thing and just been like, okay, now what? And come at him like a man. Like, okay, you got leverage on me, but who, I don't give a fuck. I'm still going to take you to task for this deal. Logan might have been like, okay, you know? And they tell multiple times, like, oh, dad would only respect you if you fucking went at him like this. Like, that's the way you're going to get in. And it's like, again, I rooted for him the entire series because I was like, your fucking children are terrible. There's a whole thing where they're like, well, what are we, what are we going to do? Make, make your, your own, own fucking pile, money. You know, make, make your, your own, own fucking nut. You know, yeah. like, what do you think you're going to do? Mm-hmm. I've been wiping your asses and taking care of you for years. And through none of that, did you learn anything about like why I'm able to do what I do? I'm a fucking killer, you know? And that, that's what I love. It's like, Oh, dad, dad, uh, yeah, he like you know, he he toppled a whole presidency with a phone call. And like he toppled a whole regime with this. He could just do that. And I'm like, yeah, Roman, your dad could, but you trying to step into those big shoes by being a little boy and like firing a studio exec and firing Jerry, not realizing that like one, that's your been your reason for like female centric stuff for a year for the last month or six months has been like cruises women bad right. women good show off women so you firing one and then. I don't care if you're the the like the dumbest dude in the world or the most savvy business guy. Why the fuck would you fire anybody who has a record of sexual misconduct with you? Like that doesn't go away. You know what I mean? And if you think I that she just didn't he's care, he's operating on no sleep, yeah. pure grief and mm-hmm. impulse, and he does not know how to deal with it. Mm-mm. And yeah, none of them should be doing any of what they're doing right no. now. They should have made Jerry interim CEO and they should have all taken a nice long vacation Yeah, <laughs> to any number of places where they could have spent any of their millions and millions hundreds of millions of dollars just doing nothing dude yeah doing literally nothing staying out of elections you know not <laughs> yeah not ruining but, the the state of democracy right I don't know. and that I mean that ultimately I think one of my favorite lines Tom said is when there is when Logan or not Logan, when Kendall goes to meet Tom, he's like, Tom, I really like you. Like, I think there could be a place with you here. And he's like, you know what? I don't think so. Because every time I've watched you try to make a play against your father, dude, you wind up getting one fucked. Of, one of and the he's absolute, like, he's, he's like, like, I've never you know, seen Logan get fucked once. He's not like, even you know, once. you know what they're doing up there? They're picking the next president. I was like, damn dude. Like that is some cold, like truth shit that like, dude, again, Kendall only wishes he could be a part of Well, And we, I don't think we've ever quite said it, but again, the person who I think knows all of it gets the full scope, but will never is always going to be just outside of it is Tom. Oh yeah. No, Tom, Tom has absorbed everything. He gets the big perspective and his, his form of cynicism is like you're saying where it's like every once in a while you're like, oh, I think Tom might actually be the most good heart because just the way he reacts to certain elements, but it is with the, such detachment of like, oh, this is really fucked up. Like, isn't this so fucked up, Greg? Like, I'm going to make a joke about how fucked up it is, but like, I am aware of how fucked up it is kind right. of thing. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's always given you the little bit of, you know, I'm always kind of like, ah, oh, Tom, maybe, but I, I don't know, dude. I just, yeah. I don't know. I, I think none of them, may, there's no, I don't think any of them deserve one. And I don't think there is any form of happy ending for any of these characters at the end of the series. Um, 
I think it's going to be very cynical. Just it's been the tone of everything. Let's just do the fucking Seinfeld. They all wind up in jail. I mean, that would be. But again, I'm like, but I'm, but I'm like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. But we will find out. Yeah. You and I will get back on mic and talk about the last two. uh, As soon as possible. Uh, Thank you for joining us. Uh, We've been the Disgusting Brothers. I've been Noah. And I've been Gavin. And we appreciate you listening to our uh, succession. Hoopla! Oh, fuck off. (laughs)